Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Uh, make sure you follow me at That's Davis on all social media platforms. I'm lucky enough always to be joined by executive producer of That Davis Show, Ryan Bukovsky and Ryan Bukovsky. No, no, Ryan Bukovsky. I apologize. And follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, doing better. Had the old COVID last week. Do you have a filter up right now? I do not. I actually saw that myself. Do I got a dirty camera on here? I think maybe it was like you. I was about to say, what's this new IG filter that you chose? <laughs> <laughs> like the Sandy 80s. It's like, oh, okay, it's the that's, beautiful the sun that's doing yeah. that. The beautiful sun <laughs> by the window. Uh, yeah, I had the old COVID last week. Didn't do any oh, of that New Year stuff we were talking about on the show. I- I was surprised when I checked in to see if you were alive from kicking it. I I was surprised. I was alive for a different reason. Right. So how bad did it get? Uh, so I guess I started feeling symptoms pretty soon after we recorded the last episode. And it wasn't really? like it wasn't like much of anything. It was like Ooh, maybe a little frog in the throat or scratchiness, maybe a little sinus, but felt fine. Because we recorded Wednesday last week, and then Thursday, just semi-truck hit me. Like, I slept all day. I had a half day at work, finished at about 11 a.m., didn't wake up until Friday, till New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't take much of anything. Didn't need medicine, didn't need nothing. But I did wake up, I think, for like an hour, and my buddy tested positive, so that's when I knew I had it. And we were trying to like find me a test, but because of New Year's, I think they were requiring a uh, vaccination or negative test. So right. there's none available. No. Right. They're hard to get even outside of that right now. They're hard to get. Yeah. And yeah. so I just laid low all weekend. Like it wasn't, I guess, terrible because I'm vaccinated. So I think all my symptoms were um muted a little bit if you will they weren't as extreme but i was kind of telling you it was very strange because i've only had covid twice that i know of where i showed symptoms one was new year's eve of 2020 Hmm. and this one like the day before new year's eve of 2022 so you're saying in 2019 yes you had okay because that's when i think i had but my initial covid was that especially working downtown specifically new year's eve because i remember i was working at the restaurant and i was I about wanted, to say you were working at the restaurant and stuff back then yeah i wanted yeah. to leave but it was new year's like the place is packed beyond belief till midnight i don't Ooh. know how I made through that shift but boy so many people probably got covid from me <laughs> damn that's messed up dog that's i had no idea no yeah we didn't even know and, and so everybody just to be clear and i think we've said it we're talking about 2019. So really, 
COVID didn't really, where people were actually starting to connect the lines until like February of 2020. And then in March is when everything right. starts shutting down. So we, just so everybody- we had to unfortunately pass away first before we even had any idea of COVID really. Right. In is- right. Wow. So, um, yeah. I'm happy you're doing better, man. And, you know, I didn't lose taste or smell this time, but stuff was tasting weird, man. Like, stuff with like tomatoes, especially, or like a specific citric acid. How'd it taste? I thought the burnt orange was supposed to bring back the smell. You didn't burn orange? Burnt, that's what people, I know people were doing. Burnt oranges help. This is a holistic approach, I guess. They can help rejigger the smell in really? your nose. Yeah, I had, I lost all sense of smell. Like, I couldn't smell. You can hold something right to my nose. I'd be like, yeah, I can't smell that. Like, I couldn't smell for anything. I, I didn't lose smell or taste, but it was just like, and honestly, I can't even really describe the taste of it. The only thing that came to mind was like, I've tasted this before. Oh, yeah. Two years ago during New Year's when I had COVID the first time. Wow. Damn. All right. For our COVID update with everything that's going on in the world, especially I know we're going to have we're going to have a lot of COVID going on when we get to the Aaron Rodgers hub Arkish MVP discussion from. I was actually in the car yesterday listening to Spiegel and Parkins. Parkins Whoa, hold on. I want to know about your New Year's. How, when, what I am. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I didn't do anything. I didn't. I, I was with my family on New Year's. I didn't do anything major. Um, I was surprised, though, because I was drinking whiskey and I did have champagne that New Year's Eve, well, at New Year's morning, right? And I was fine. And usually I don't wouldn't mix something after whiskey. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I didn't do anything. So that's out the way. It's nothing in particular to bring here to bring any luck. I do want to go off top because I got a couple of questions. All right. Oh, so you want to go. Take it from the top. Tippy. Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. <laughs> Sing it, daddy. <laughs> Sing it, daddy. So listen, I got a question. Um, around what time of the new year should you take down holiday ornaments and all the other decorations is the question that I have for you. Now, I know, and I'm going to get this wrong. There is, I believe, Three Kings Day. And I think that's the period of time where usually um, the holiday decorations are are taken down. But it hit me today as I was coming up from the basement, completing some work. And the lights that are in the front window are on a timer that the, the holiday lights outside are on. And there's also decorations outside. The holiday lights in the front window are inside the house. But there's some decorations around the bushes and on the uh, the, 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 the stairwell. I mean, the stair, the, the stair handles or whatever. Right. Stair railing is what I'm trying to get to come out of my pile. So anyway, I got this. The real reason I got this issue. Right. And I'm not a Santa Claus person because Santa doesn't bring anything to my kids. We do. All right. And I'm tired of this lie in my house. Listen, these bills are getting paid because and bills are getting paid. These bills are getting paid because Santa's out here doing jack shit. I like man, dad, I should be as cool as Santa and give us some. Right. Right. Like what? So, all right. Because this is the last year for Kelsey. I'm telling you right now, it was, it was it was ready to fly out of my mouth. I'm waiting for her school friends to kind of break it to her. So then when she comes to me, it's easier. And it's not like I just killed Santa, but the fat bass is going to die by next year. So anyway, 
Oh, I can't um, wait. Come up on on Daddy's lap. Let me tell on you. Daddy's yeah. lap. We talk about before. Let me tell you about these these toys you like. Let me tell you how to get into this house. So this is the but this well, is the real like issue. Christmas and Daddy was the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real issue. I got one of the greatest Christmas trees of all time. Ooh. Oh yeah, we didn't go over this, so now this is gonna break into another issue. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, I got, I got, I don't know if it's the Douglas fir. Um, it's not the one that's. It's, these aren't pine. These aren't pine needles. You know what I'm saying? There, it's not like a hard needle. It's more like um, it's more of a. Uh, hmm, it's hard for me to describe how it is, but it's they're not is pine. It's more needles. like an evergreen than a pine tree. I guess I would have to see the clear description of an evergreen, but I, it's not a pine tree. I was, like it's still in the pine tree family, clearly how it's built. But these aren't hard pine, like thin little pine needles. These are like. Uh, a, a piece of a, a mini branch. I, I'm not. I'm terrible with this right now. I'm not good, very good talking about stuff like this. Anyway, let me get to the point. So I got this tree, and I, if you remember, I told you about last year's tree. I, I got snookered on last year's tree. Last year's tree, if you did like this to it, about a hundred pines would fall off of it, and it, and it started from like the inside of it, and it was like, oh my god. So now. You know, when I went this year, I went with like a, a different type of how I'm checking these trees out where I'm like, oh, you, you kind of caught me slipping. So I was like, you know what? I always preferred one of these, you know, even though I think I, I got the pine needle ones last year. But the one that brought me back in um, was one of these, I believe. And um, so I ended up getting it. And uh, usually these trees can cost from about 130 to 150 or something like that. I ended up getting it for one hundred dollars. So I was happy. <laughs> And the damn thing really, Ron, hasn't dropped. And they're not needles, but we'll use needles. It hasn't really dropped a needle, right? Ooh. And, right. So it's like, okay, one. Magnificent piece of wood in the house. Right. So, of course, now about, I, believe, I don't know if, if the holiday that I may have mistakenly said Three Kings Day is on the 7th. I know it's around that time of the new year where that's when you're supposed to take your tree out. And hit me today. Like, damn, I need to go on Amazon and get a Christmas tree bag because that way, at least, you know, if you put it in a Christmas tree bag, when you drag it out the house, it stops you from getting all this, these foliage and stuff throughout the crib. Even though some of this will come off, a lot of this is not going to come off uh, coming out the house. The only place it's really going to come off is perhaps going through the door because you still have to somewhat squeeze it through the door. So still, it makes sense for me to get a Christmas tree bag. So that's really the problem right there. And after they made it, she was joking yesterday. She was like, you know, what about if we just kept it and like for like Valentine's Day, we put like Valentine's Day stuff up on one because damn tree is so healthy, right? It's like, it smells good. It's healthy. It's vibrant. Like, it's just like, but I mean, it's got a week. This poor, this poor tree probably has a week. All right. It's oh, not a little bit more. Can it make I it know. to MLK Day? Can we put something on that? No. What does MLK have to do with Christmas trees? <laughs> Blessings was all. <laughs> Oh, so that that one uh, was just something that I had to get off of my chest. I don't know what I should do. Um, one, I think, though, the Christmas lights should come out of the window and like uh, all of that stuff needs to come out like out, there should only be if we're going to have Christmas cheer. It needs to just be inside of the house 
for the next week and a half or two, you know what I'm saying, as far as the tree. But we need to stop letting the people on the outside know because you start to look like those people that keep Christmas lights out all year round. It's like, yeah. damn, your Christmas. We're just like, wow, you should have never put Christmas. You're better off not putting up Christmas lights than leaving them up. Uh, and I'm not talking about the people that like to decorate their backyard with a string of lights or whatever, you know, like to, you know, to enhance it. No, I'm talking about you're using these for Christmas purposes is what I'm talking right. about. All right. Usually it's the coloration, right? It's like if you go all white. True, true, light, true. Light. Yeah, you're right. You can get away with it. It's all white, but still. And then the, the, but see, this is a crazy thing. The, wind, the, the lights in the front window are all white. Well, see, we only use now, we only use all white lights. You know what I'm saying? We want to have a little bit of class. Oh, yeah, you're talking because sometimes, about- I, I know. But see, sometimes it, with the different lights, it, it just, the contrast does, it just doesn't give the freshness that you're looking yeah, for. I'm a big fan of the all whites because, like you said, I bet like, you are. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how do they look in the window just all right so they're no they're the, lights in the house uh, like is that a good light just to have it's cool it's a cool light it's a it's a crisp cool light um i still think it's just too close to it, it just looks like christmas it's like you, you can't get it like in your yeah, it's like it's because it's it's kind of like it's not like just on a string. It's like a string with strings connected to it. Mm. So it's like it's all. It's like, so it's, imagine it's like kind of a let's just say like this is a string and then these other strings are dangling on it with other lights. So it's like in the window. Icicles. Yeah, you could kind of say like that. It's kind of looks like an icicle. So from it's now it's a big middle window and two small windows. So it's kind of coming across the major, the big window into the two small windows. So it's still, it's too Christmassy. And this has been a long, this conversation has went longer than I intended it to go as far as talking about Christmas decorations. You know me and dissecting Christmas lights. I know, it's one of your expertise. It's one of those things that you have on your resume. All right. Christmas lights console. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Illinois Media School and Christmas lights. <laughs> But yeah, it's just one of those things that I was thinking about as far as when am I going to grab and drag this pew. It's the worst part. It's such a beautiful tree. Um, and and I, I didn't tell you where I got the tree from. Did you go back to the, the old place? I did. Ooh. I did. My tree's full of hate. I know. Did, hate. You, uh, did you like uh, put some curse on the money right before you hand it over to him? Oh, no, 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 no. It was... um. It was a decent experience, though, to be honest with you. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I had to somewhat check myself, too. Um, one, I don't have to give anybody my bread, right? But in all fairness, and you can go look at past shows for the origin of the story. It was the, the brother that didn't look like a brother that started this whole thing that was walking out of there with a tree trying to stop me from getting the tree last year. And those guys did not put their uh, morals, their um, religious, their whatever. Thank you. You know, they didn't put, they didn't cast any of that on me. Um, so it was one of those things where, and it was funny because I was going to go up to Walmart and um, one of the gentlemen that was there, I'm like, he was like, uh, I was like, how much is this tree? He was like, how much you got? I was like, $25. He's like, you can go get one of those trees at Walmart. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew that Walmart tree man was probably going to be struggling. Like, oh, Walmart tree. Would you have a needle by Christmas with that? Right. 
like I've only been in Walmart looking for Christmas trees, I think, once. And by the time I got there, the, the trees were about this big. Like <laughs> maybe like it was like like I walked in with my two kids and I had to walk my ass right back out. And I could think about how small Kelsey was then. She may have been all a two and a half. Um, I had to walk my ass. We're like, there's no Christmas trees up. So that's where the conundrum now was under with. I got this place that I know right here. So I didn't want to even bring it up in the past, but it wouldn't be me if I don't keep it. A, a, maybe, maybe it was that, that brother that wasn't looking like a brother that. Was <laughs> in the first right. Listen, you never trust a brother that doesn't look like a brother. That's the no, I'm just joking. I shouldn't say stuff like that. <laughs> he was there to mess up everything. I should say stuff like that. But yeah, that was my, that was my off top. I had, I had another one actually. There's been a lot going on here in the city. I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I was going to grab my children yesterday and I happened to turn to 670 to score. Um, and if I'll say this too, well, I'll, I'll mention 670 to score and ESPN uh, freely just from knowing people on those stations and being on um, 670 to score a bunch of times hosting with Demaz. Um Ryan, what happened? But, <laughs> but uh, there was a oh, I'm here. I got to fix this lighting. Okay, there was a situation that took place where Hub Arkish from Pro Football Weekly, Shaw uh, Broadcasting, you listen, uh, reporter extraordinaire. I've had Hub on, Demaz and I, I should say, have had Hub on three to four times at least. Um, and Hub is Hub, one. So let me, wait, let me break this. We uh, quote our last interview with him with the Josh Allen Baker Mayfield draft. Right. Um, and I mean, Hub is Hub. Hub Arkus is Hub Arkus. So Hub Arkus goes on Parkinson Spiegel. He goes on there every Tuesday, I believe. And he had earlier, and I don't know if he had been on there earlier that day or on Monday. I think it was earlier Tuesday. He had been on Bernstein and Rahimi. Um, shout out to Layla. He, he was on there. And I didn't hear that, but I guess someone had perhaps asked him about his uh, MVP vote. And how how he was going to go and how he's going to cast his vote. And he had mentioned that he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers, who I guess you would say right now is in the lead um, since I think Tom Brady could have gotten it, perhaps if Antonio Brown did it. But I mean, I think, no, I think Tom Brady lost it maybe a couple weeks ago. But still, I still think Tom Brady was right there. And if you look at the season that Tom Brady's having at his age, it's hard to say that he's not the MVP, even if he has a whole list of weapons. There. I mean, to be that old and to do what he's doing is crazy, to say the least. Uh, but anyway, so uh, uh, Parkins had asked Hub, you know, you have an MVP vote. And basically, and I'm paraphrasing, would you would you vote for Aaron Rodgers? Hub went on to say that he believes Aaron Rodgers is one of the biggest jerks out there. But more importantly, he feels like he in some ways has been a detriment to his team. Now, he mentioned the vaccine fiasco when Aaron Rodgers lied and made it seem as if he had been vaccinated. Let's and let, let's also be real. Aaron Rodgers has been getting a pass on this. A huge pass. Now, mind you, find Aaron, like three thousand dollars or some BS, I'm, dude. If it's a, it's it's a, it's a lot of. Let me just keep it real. Let Kyrie Irving had done something like that. All right, like people, the, the, the it would it would have went up. And I love me some Aaron Rodgers and all his flaws, but he got a pass on that because it it totally died down. He lied. He could have affected not just the players, the staff. It's a ton of people that he could have affected. And as a leader, you should do better than that or stand on what you about. 
and you I'm not I'm not Mr. You need to get vaccinated, even though guess what? Your ass needs to get vaccinated. Play, it's different if you was just playing with your life. It, and that this is the real thing when we come to vaccinations. It's different if it's just your life you're affecting, you're affecting a whole lot of other people. Anyway, back to the hub issue. But one thing, and I think it's not being, uh, some people are, 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 have pointed it out, but one of the things the Hub was also pointing it out, he had his mind made up prior to the season starting. Is that your phone? What's going on? It's the work computer. Man, it's a lot going on over this. <laughs> Like one or two, but now the shit's getting out of hand. <laughs> but what he had said was due to the fact of how Aaron Rodgers went about this past offseason with not going to many camps, not showing up to what two or three days before training camp in the flops. You know what I'm saying? That that was detrimental to his team and how he coordinated himself that way was enough for Hub to say he wouldn't garner his vote. So this is now I saw Mike Florio. On a pro on, on a NBC Sports on there with Chris Sims um, talking about how Hub should have his Hall of Fame vote snatched up. Hub also listening to it. Hub said, "I've probably said too much because we're not supposed to talk about who we're voting for, but by basically talking about who he's not voting for, he went to he went too far." And he said that during the interview. And I mind you. Hub Arkish, from from my, my, you don't have to agree with Hub, and I don't agree with everything Hub Arkish says. Let me leave with that. But he's not somebody that's trying to really be Mr. Hot Take for the sake of a hot take. If he's doing a hot take, it's more because that's what the hell he believes. Like, Hub is going to stand on what he believes. I don't view him as, he's not Mr. Hot Take. Hub doesn't play games like that. All right, if you don't know Hub. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's he's nice man in my, to my opinion. Doesn't fool around. All right, like, just so you mean, doesn't really fool, run on for the foolishness too much. All right. So now you have a ton of people. All right. And I see people coming at Parkins. I was just on Twitter. First of all, Danny did a terrific job. All right. Him and, him and Spiegel are some of the best. What Spiegel did, when he didn't have a co a, 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 a consistent co-host for like 18 months. All right. For real. Like it's one of the, it, it, it listen, people don't give it enough props and it, the, the degree of skill that it showed that he has on several different levels. But uh, Danny too is a special dude when it comes to sports media or media in general. Like he, he, he's a stickler. I mean, in a positive sense, he's going to get what he needs and he knew what he can get and he went and got it. You know what I'm saying? How come we are so, just buzzing like crazy right now? Right. It's like, are they, are they yeah. on? Like, <laughs> so, but, but getting back to my point is this, because I was trying to think, how do I feel? Now, Hub Arcus came out again today. I was reading this in the Sun-Times, I believe. He came out today and he apologized again and said, I went too far. And he also apologized to the other 48. I think it's 49. I think 49. it's 50. 49, uh, 49 voters because he put them in a bind because they're going to be asked about what he did. Um, and he, I mean, he said he made a mistake when he did it. If the AP decides to take away Hub Arkish's votes, that's on the AP. All right. That's if he, if he violated or went too far and it seems like how he walked back, he's like, you know, it seems like he's talked to them and it kind of was like, Hey, slow your roll. Now I don't know if there's going to be any type of retribution as far as he may lose his vote or not. I, I me mean, personally, and this may upset some people. I kind of wouldn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I like Hub Arkish, right? But it, Hub Arkish don't need an MVP vote. It ain't going, it's not going to destroy his world or no. right, to stop the ball from rolling. 
I think what Hub Arkers did outside of he kind of, he broke the rules of the AP MVP voting by going in on who he wouldn't vote for. I think what he did was fine because we see this stuff. How many times has it been Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get into the Hall of Fame unanimously? And then we want to know who who's the one person that didn't vote for him. And then we go blast them. And basically, Hub said it. My The worst thing I did was. I should have waited to after the vote of coming out and then I should have given my example. And if he had done that in the AP for a certain kind of way of him going against their guidelines of how you should be your vote, because people is, is you basically view it as what the player does on the field. But and this is again, this is me taking for what I believe Hub is trying to explain from how the criteria goes. They don't give you a real straight guideline. Right. It's so well, I believe the only guideline is don't announce who you're picking before. the Exactly. Pick. Exactly. So for me, I'm fine with it. You know, like I'll say this. And again, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. So I'm biased to that. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Right. That's all I'm clearly saying. I love me an asshole. Right. It's just from what, what he did. It's not like you're uh, blowing daisies up anybody's wahoo about. This. Right. Right. Um, I For me, I would have given Aaron Rodgers the MVP. And this people can blast this about the uh, Corona Bros or whatever. I see your people coming up parking. I would what would have stopped me from giving MVP is what happened with lying about getting vaccinated. To be honest, because that's an on field thing. Actually, both things. What he did, Aaron Rodgers is lucky. He's that great. Matt Lafleur is that good of a coach that they could withstand him not being there this whole entire offseason. All right, like he's and I think for the most part we knew. They would, they would be straight. It was going to take a minute, but they was going to be straight because he's too great and look at the talent that's around him. I mean, now some of that talent went down through injuries, but they withstood it and he's proved that he's deserving of the MVP. If, if there's, he's the front runner. I, I mean, just look at what his team has done. But that for me, if I had a vote and I don't have to tell you now, I could tell you the little things that may stop me from going ahead and giving someone that vote because that's are human beings. That happens. Now, some people may just shoot it straight. And it's like, all right, he was the best player. Here it goes. But even there's a criteria in that. You may be a steward guy with the Colts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you, who knows? But everyone blasting, all right, him for saying that. And it, it didn't come to hurt the team, but it looked as if it could hurt the team. Both actions that Aaron Rodgers took and for his distaste for that is the reason he's withholding his vote from Aaron Rodgers. If that's just fine. Like, stop. You know, like that. that's what he like. Again, stop. And then for go wait. And then Aaron Rodgers. I'll say this too. Now, as I said, I love you. How the hell don't you know Hub Arkish? And you've been here. Like, are you serious? He's done a like, ton of your games on sideline for Radio One. Like, are you? Are you? Are you really? Like, are you serious? Like, really, dude? Like, come on now. Like, he's a bum. Like, what, dude? First of all, you shouldn't even be that into the MVP like that. To be honest with you, you got bigger goals. I know you want it. But this is when you – see, this is the funny thing about Aaron Rodgers. This is when you lie like you did about being vaccinated, right? You, Of course you want to sit there. Everybody wants to do what you did. And be like, He's a bum. I deserve the MVP because that's basically what Aaron Rodgers was saying, right? But when it came to that vaccination, you played it played it like a hoe, correct? Just continue. So, you, so you, you know how to fall in line. You shouldn't have jumped out of your skin – to say basically how desperately you want the MVP, regardless, and it's fine to want it, but you ha- you need him, you need Super Bowls, buddy. 
All right. As an Aaron Rodgers fan, you need Super Bowls to really validate you and put you where you really should be. All right. Because right. between you and Tom Brady, there's a schism that shouldn't be one. He had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's the GOAT. All right. But still, how great physically you are, mentally you are. And all of this isn't this Green Bay owns some of this, 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 this yoke. Some of this is on you, bucko. All right. So that was my feelings about it. That it was a bit too much. Uh, Hub kept it 100. Said how he felt. I don't think, and again, like I said, I will disagree with Hub Arcus. I'm not a, a Hub Arcus apologist. All right? But I don't think his reasons were invalid or stupid. You know, like, like, dude, basically, like, do you, dude, do you know? Real talk. And I'm not even trying to make this into a racial thing, to be honest with you, but I am, just for the sake of argument. Do you know if Kyrie Irving, all right, has sat there, did what he did. Let's just say the rules got, changed. And like got treated, vaccinated. Let's keep Kyrie just how Kyrie is now, Ryan. But let's say, let's say like this right now, Kyrie's coming back. This is what tomorrow, if not today, Kyrie's coming back, right? Let's say what what but what happened was on top of the fact that he can play away games in Manhattan. Or where New York's in New York because they're in Brooklyn, but I don't know where their practice facility is because I don't think their practice facility is technically in one of those places where you have to be vaccinated to be indoors because he can practice, I believe. But let's just say that the governor lifted the restrictions that deny Kyrie Irving uh, the ability to go and practice with his teammates and stuff without being vaccinated, right? Kyrie Irving goes on a tear. I mean, a uh, a tear we've never seen in our lives, right? Kyrie Irving, stat-wise, record-wise, looks like he will, should win the MVP. It ain't a chance in hell he would get the MVP. And I will be a person right there with y'all like, don't give his ass the MVP. So I'm not going to sit there on that, brother, for standing on what the hell he believes and listen, and taking the heat for it. And uh, um, um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of skirt around it and act like it's okay. And I love and Aaron Rodgers. but a victim. Right. And dude, this is part of loving Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is like a girlfriend when you like you like you my buddy, Ryan, right? Aaron Rodgers in hypothetically, let's just say, you know, he's a woman, he's my girlfriend, right? <laughs> but look, what a lovely couple you are, by the way. Exactly. Look looks at her look at her beard, right? It's just fine. That's a fine beard she got. A long mane. Exactly. And you know, like you come over to the house, right? And you start doing some shit, and I'm like, listen, you know how she is. And when I even know what you did may not be bad, I'm telling you, listen, I, I'm with her, I love her, but you know she got some issues. That's Aaron Rodgers to me, right? And I mean, anybody from Green Bay to Chicago around, you have some, you know, to Aaron Rodgers, all right? And, but, I, but I love his excellence at his craft. I, I love it. Uh, listen. It's the argument to still say he's the most physically gifted quarterback with Patrick Mahomes doing everything that he's doing. All right. So that's what I admire about him and also his dry humor, even though he can be a jerk. But I, I love his dry humor, too. But for Aaron Rodgers to sit there and opine about Hub Arkish withholding his vote for him and giving for me legitimate reason is bullshit. And I usually don't curse as much on the show, but just to see everyone jumping out of the window about it, like it's the craziest thing. And I mean, it'd be different if I felt like Hub was making some stuff up. Like if there's an ulterior, uh, ulterior motive to why he doesn't want to give it to him. And listen, 
I don't know. Maybe there could be. I don't think there is. I think he shot it straight as far as how he believes. And I think you can tell us how he believes because he jumped out the window and said it. <laughs> right? To, and realized, like, damn it, I shouldn't have said that, right? Because Like, if you've ever interviewed, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a dick. Hub is there to help you. But he wants you to do the job right, too. All right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a standard to interacting with Hub Arkish. And there, there should be. All right? Every, everyone can't be allowed in here. Even though I was allowed in there. But everyone can't be allowed in there, right? And, and it was so... When I was listening to the interview and how Danny set it up, I was like, oh. Because Dan, how Danny was set it up, he knew he was going in for something. And Hub... And it made me think, I wonder if the producers or somebody was like, hey, if Hub mentioned we can go back into this or the producer mentioned it, because I'm sure for their, I know for their show, they were like, oh, we got to get into this with Hub. Hub said this. We got to dive deep into it. It was it was low-hanging fruit for them to just take advantage of and exploit. It was a terrific job. But um, I enjoyed it, and um, I think it's a lot to do about nothing. I think, again, my this is my last statement. I already said it. I think what uh, the reasons the Hub gave for him, if he thinks even if it's proven record wise that you haven't hurt the team, but he feels that still they're not as good as there would have been. And he's holding out against you. That's his, that's his right. And until they tell him that he doesn't have that right, that's that man's right, man. Let's get over, get over it. Y'all y'all out here. But when I saw Florio go in, go in, I was like, Jim Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't really have much to add. I totally agree with everything you're saying for me. I, I guess like Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. It would be between him and Tom Brady. And I can totally buy the Aaron Rodgers as MVP argument. But I'm with you where he skirted by with that BS. And that was some serious friggin' BS. And then what did he come out after that? Oh, I'm being attacked. Oh, they're coming after me. I remember I just watched a clip of him on that Pat McAfee show what was it must have been like right before we did the show last week or right after. And he was saying something on the clip like, Oh, can't we just have opinions and debate without name calling and all this stuff. And then he's just going to go out there and do that with hub today. Like there's just a lot of hypocrisy with this guy. And you know, I I like Aaron Rodgers a lot, but this year I've gotten some serious Aaron Rodgers fatigue. And it's because of the COVID thrown in with what he's saying with everything and how I guess he's this doctor that has done all the research and done all the the reach outs to all the experts. So he's got everything figured out. And what he did was totally fine. And then it's just like if someone has a different opinion of what how you handle things that now we got to blast this dude like. He just sounds like the machine that he's trying to get out of or he's trying to break everyone else from. I, I totally agree. I think it's I think it's BS. You know, I mean, really, the I mean, re, I, th- I don't think we focus enough on players infecting. Pl- I mean, I, we do focus enough on players infecting players. I don't think we focus enough on players infecting people, other people in those buildings and those facilities. People that one don't have the money or health care access that they have to if, if they really get in a bad situation and end up in the uh, ICU to 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 get up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot in Green he Bay. Claimed that nobody got hurt from his masklessness. How would you know if it was you or someone else? I totally agree. Totally, you wouldn't like you. You like how would you? How would you know? Like, so it, again, but the point still is, why didn't you, as a man, 
stand out there and say, I'm not vaccinated. If you that if you that do believe. Yeah. If you that if you're that guy, stand on it. Stand. stand. Listen, I'm a person. It's not like he said I'm vaccinated and he lied. He specifically chose a word to avoid lying. Exactly. Exactly. Which the NFL told him that they didn't accept. And he still went about with that. You uh, you have some children you're raising is not saying the whole truth different than lying. No, that's called a lie. It's still a lie. That's a lie. That, That actually that makes it worse. Because then Cause you're, you're, you're kind of a little bit of a bitch on top of it. And you're trying to tell me I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. All right, so whenever they know daddy hates Alec, it's one, it's one thing to do something wrong. It's another thing to insinuate I'm dumb while you're trying to pull it off. Right. All right. That's that's when it's like, oh, hold up now. All right. You could be wrong. But then when you try to play me and that's what they're and I mean, the fact that still, dude, think about this. We're sitting here. Everyone's like he's the front runner for the MVP, and he had one of the biggest lies of the year. Do you do like that? Let you know, privilege is something's not right here. Like it, 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 listen, because he's so great, and he's been so great majority of his career. It blew it away, right? It. We it, uh, we find the Packers a little bit of money. Let's move on here. Nothing to right, see. Right, and so again, I'm just for me personally. I don't think Hub Arcus' vote should be taken away. Um, now, if the AP, and I could be wrong by saying this, the AP, I believe it's the Associated Press or whoever g- has given him the vote. If they feel that Hubs overstepped his barrels, they have the right and their right to do it because they're the person that, get, that give, had given him the vote. But at the same time, too, if they're going to take away the vote because of how he voted, that would be wrong, too, because there's no guidelines for that. The right. only reason it's, they would take away though is for breaking the one guideline. Right, right. So again, and they may maybe maybe if they do if they do, that's just a lesson they they're putting out there for the other voters so that they can avoid that situation moving forward in the future. All right, Ryan. That was a good one. more misery. Let's get let's get it. Let's get what you got. Well, I guess with the bear stuff for me personally right now. This is like maybe not the eye before the storm or the, the, the calm before the storm. It's almost kind of like for me, the positiveness before the letdown, because I don't Ooh. think the heads are going to be rolling the way that I want it to roll after this game. But okay. right now, speculation, rumors, reports galore. <laughs> <laughs> We're firing everybody. Oh, Ryan Pace, there's no reports of him doing head coaching reach outs. He must be fired too. Like this is this is kind of graviness. And then you throw a little Justin Fields starting the last game on top for me. Unfortunately, though, I think uh, this happiness is going to be short lived after Monday when it's probably just Matt Nagy being fired and Ryan Bases promoted or some BS. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, right? I mean, that's the reports that I saw today. I believe Brad Biggs uh, had it in his article in the Tribune. Um, I've seen it in several other places. I saw someone saying, I don't know if this was in Brad Biggs' article or not. Uh, someone was saying, and I apologize because I always want to give people their credit and I'm not trying to not give anyone a credit. But some reporter, I believe, was talking about if you asked him a couple of weeks ago, he thought it was 50 percent. And now he believes that it's higher than 50 percent. Um, I want all heads to roll. Right? You say what? That Ryan Pace stays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that is higher than 50 percent and that he either will be maintain his GM role or uh, be shifted into another role. Um, Listen, I don't know Ryan Pace like the McCaskies know Ryan Pace, but I know that what he has produced on the field has been way below average. Like it'd be different if in his seven years he was 500 um, and had been to the playoffs three out of four, three out of three or four times out of the seven. You know what I'm saying? Well, like maybe the first three years he had to go through the rebuild. Fine. Where's all the playoff appearances since we had one in 2018 that was promising. And then you back your ass in like, I'm going to count that. The right. card and was you, in the wild card team last year, but they blew it, and then you right. backed yourself in. And you hoped you did it again this year. That's what they were praying. They were praying so yeah, much they can back. I'm sure they were going to back themselves. Hey, in. look, we got seven wins. Do you see this which, right there? Which was a huge, huge, huge mistake, um, and it goes back until the uh, the the the. Presser last year with Ted Phillips and George McCaskey in the collaboration is Eric Strobel likes to say on the UC press conference. Um, and I feel it makes me wonder looking back on last year, how they felt telling us that they, they saw um, a turn coming up around the corner that was going to lead them in a positive direction. Now, the only thing that took place positive, because I'm thinking about this as a talk, only thing that positive took place so far is Justin Fields. And we can't even be sure if, Justin Fields will be great. I think Justin Fields will be good. Uh, it's, he's going to have to prove he can be great. I'm not saying it's a knock on him, but this season is an incomplete, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's under the assumption that Ryan Pace would have been, if somebody else had had this job last year, that Ryan Pace, that, that person wouldn't have been able to pull off the trade that Ryan Pace pulled off. Which, if you just listen, just check out Dave Gettleman up there with the Giants. That 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 trade that trade that trade was there for anybody to, to, to take. All right, so like I would have hoped, I would have hoped because I'm just trying to say I have to give Ryan Pace some props, but I would hope that any new general manager being put in a situation where he does not have a franchise quarterback and last year's draft was ripe with what we believed our franchise quarterback was going to make sure he got in that that draft hiring that draft to select one of those quarterbacks, preferably Justin Fields, looking at how everything was going to shake out. Um, and looking at the fact that I feel like Mac Jones felt in, in the perfect place for Mac Jones. I feel like Mac Jones was here, boy, boy, boy. I not, I mean, it's it just, I listen, it still would have been better than this though. I, I believe I will say that. I think it still would have been too. And you know what? I can't say that because the playbooks and the plays um, but still, I could have it could have been. But that's so going going into that, it makes me just think about what are you really trying to do? I mean, have you really looked at your mistakes and decided to capitalize on your mistakes and then really make a difference? I mean, make a change instead of chalking them up as another le- a lesson, a learned lesson. And I feel like they're not doing that because I don't and think Ryan Pe- losing it over here. Like this yeah. is the shit that makes me want to stop liking the bears. Like mm-hmm. real talk. I hate this. Sh- like do not come at me with a lesson learned. You have seven years on the job without a playoff victory. That's enough of the lessons learned. I'm sick and tired of hearing that I could give two F's what the hell he's done in terms of building a facility in terms of how he talks to ownership and keeps them involved. 
You don't know what the hell you're doing with anything. You don't need to be involved in anything football. You need to be involved for, hey, we need the checks cut. Okay, we're spending this much money. Get it together because that's how we're rolling into this season. I mean, just hearing this bull like this is just and I've actually heard this on the radio with Lawrence Holmes talking about how frustrating it is that some idiot person basically owns your happiness in a way. If you're a fan of a team and you have no control whatsoever, what they do like, that's how I feel right now. It's just why am I a fan of this idiotic team that thinks that we just talked about their Rodgers? They think I'm dumb. By telling me that people are learning and growing during six game losing streaks. And then the right. same thing freaking happens again this year. What are you going to sell me on Ryan Pace? He's going to get a third head coach. I don't need to look around the league to see how many people get three head coaches without playoff victories. It doesn't happen. And I'm sick of them being like the, what is it? The precedent setters of idioticness. How about you set a precedent of if we don't win in your first couple of years, or if we didn't win this year, you're out. But every time it's like, oh, we trust them. We like it. What do you trust and like? That it's you hair. don't have new stories? You know, you know. Look at look at your head and look think about Ryan oh. Pace. You know, we know what you're trying to do with that, Ryan. <laughs> we know what you, you probably got a, you got a picture of Ryan Pace somewhere right now. You pointed it, then pointed yourself. And you, Hey, if, if Virginia and George want some eye candy around there, go hire it. I love it. But in the meantime, let's get some ugly ass NFL person. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's funny too. check out um, today's episode of the Under Center podcast because it's funny. Lawrence triggered something. Um, somebody had brought it up before the show. We were talking about all the props that he gets. Lawrence Holmes. Make sure you check out Lawrence Holmes show six every in the score at noons on weekdays. Uh, Lawrence was talking about, um, and I didn't hear it. Eric Strobel, I believe, brought it into the conversation. Uh, or I don't know if it was Tony. I think it was Tony. I think it was Tony. Um, the props that, and we talked about on the center, Hogue brings it up that, and he doesn't, he doesn't bring it up that is a, a reason to keep him. But the Bears have an affinity. Part of the reason they have an affinity for him is what the, all the upgrades he did up there at Hallis Hall. So I've been having this running joke about Matt Nagy, where I was like, Matt Nagy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those first three and a half years, you know, don't pay attention to that. But these last three games, focus on that, right? <laughs> so I came up with this Brian Pace one. It was like, yeah, 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 the playoffs, I understand that. But look at these stalls. <laughs> I mean, man, look at this. Look, man, I'm just saying, you don't even have to, listen, you don't even have to flush, all right? You're talking playoffs. I'm talking about hands-free flushing. <laughs> we got the air blades. You don't need to oh, in there. Oh, my goodness. Virginia, feel this. Feel this, Virginia. We're going to save so much on paper. <laughs> You know, so it's listen, if 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 Ryan Pace figures it out, great. I'll put it like this. And this one was one from yesterday and I didn't get a chance to say it. So I'm happy I'll say it here. If Ryan Pace can get Sean Payton's ass to come to Chicago, Ryan Pace, sir, you can have a job. All right. If you tell the name problem, what if Russell Wilson goes there? No, Sean Payton. See you later. No, 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 no. Listen to what I just said. I said if. Sean Payton. I didn't say not. I said if. Like, you have to have Sean Payton. If you're telling me, and I, listen, I'm really ready to stop there, to be honest with you. If you're telling well, me his, his... I'd be pretty happy with that. 
Because I think Sean would run his ass. I'll tell you that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Dude, when you think about I, the fact, I'd say the one thing that we don't think about with the Saints, just that defense. Like, you think Sean Payton, that, and I mean, it's been like that since, since Greg Williams was there and Bounty Gate and all that. But that means you would think it, it's, they keep redoing that defense to be a team that has been offense-centric. I, I would love to see somebody. I mean, dude, he's one of the best play callers in football. If you and if you tell me that he's going to raise Justin Fields, because I love Drew Brees at Purdue. I was rooting for him in San Diego. I don't think Drew Brees will be Drew Brees without Sean Payton, to be no. honest with you. I don't. And I'll say this to a certain degree. Good. Yeah. I don't know if Sean Payton would have been Sean Payton without Drew Brees, but – I think it was a little bit more Sean Payton than Drew Brees. So not to say Drew Brees shouldn't be a Hall of Famer, but I mean, there was a decent sample size of what and who Drew Brees was. Now, again, that was perhaps not the same type of offense with someone that was going to spread it around, i.e. like a Sean Payton. But still, um, if you tell me that Ryan Pace has that trump card in his pocket, all right, he's slapping that bad boy on the table. All right, sit your ass down. You you. Yeah, Just and go this tell. Is where I lose it. Like my brother and I argue about this all the time. Like the NFL is weird. Anyone can make it work somehow in a season. Like things can just align. You could just make enough good moves. You could back into something like the Kaleo Mack trade and just find a way to like put together an unbelievable year. And then you could do the old mic drop. Like, see, see, look at what they did. <laughs> but it's just like that's the plan. The that the one time you get lucky. Now I'll give you that. I like that Sean Payton thing. Like that's an actual real ass networking connection that you might be right. able to exploit. If something like that happens, or if he does get another head coach and he brings in, he's got to bring in a, a John Fox type, but a John Fox type that he gets along with, meaning ex coach with experience in the league. And with success on top of it, too. If he can bring someone like that in, like we talked about Mike Florio, he mentioned something like, oh, if Pete Carroll gets let go because they're trying to keep Russell Wilson, like would he be a great fit in Chicago or something? If he, if Ryan Bays can put together something and make it work, fine. But I just, I hate the idea of let's just keep him because eventually he could get it right. I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm totally like sooner or later. What was uh, what, what, wait, a broke clock is right two times right. in a day? Yeah, like yeah. I'm totally. I'm listen. You're you're being more lenient than I with the P. Carroll. If you bring it, Sean Payton. <laughs> if you can, if you cannot pull that one out, pack your shit. All right. I like, like it. I like it. Let's set the Sean Payton standard. Sean Payton, you you haven't done enough because even with like I mean I, I have an affinity for P. Carroll. You know what I'm saying. Um, even though I think that some of it, of course, is like smoke and mirrors of Pete Carroll, you know what I'm saying, the whole act. And you just when you, it makes me think about just some of the players on their way out, how they've kind of felt about Pete Carroll or whatever. Um, I mean, he's straight, but I mean, like, I mean, it, at least he's better than straight. Him and Russell Wilson ha- are, are what the second leading when it comes to quarterback head coach. Well, they're really their first now, but of course, it's Belichick Brady with everything, but they're. They're they're a distance behind them, but that's how much they've done in this time span together. Um, but that's to me, I don't know if that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I don't. Um, it wouldn't be bad though, but I don't I don't I'm not really sold on a Pete Carroll. The oldest head coach in the league doesn't really sound too attractive, to be honest. Right. In a Mar but in a Marv Levy type of way, like 
those Buffalo Bills teams had to. Uh, I'm sure Bart Levy was the oldest coach in the league back then. I'm and sure. Still, yeah, those Buffalo Bills teams were re- or excellent teams that just couldn't get over the hump. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I for me, if for, this is only for Ryan Pate's sake, and I was just thinking about this, listening to both radio stations, uh, prevalent radio sports stations here, ESPN 1000, and of course, six seven to score. Um, and when I heard that, if you if he can pull off Sean Payton, it should bring Sean Payton back to Chicago. Wasn't Sean Payton a scab? I believe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sean Payton was a scab. If everybody doesn't know the '87 lockout, you had some bad one. Yeah, you had some guys. I remember. I remember. I didn't watch those games, but I remember. I was like, "Wait, you tell me guys can come off the street and be bears?" Like basements. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like I remember. I was like, "What is going on?" Right? I was like, "This doesn't make sense." Um, but listen, Eastern Illinois guy, um, come on, come on down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can, you can bond over whatever the hell that school is called. Hey, I don't even know what you can. Right, right. You can come here. And since you seem like a coach that stays in one place for a long time, you can be here when we open it up in Arlington Heights. And hopefully by then we already have a Super Bowl in our belt. But you can sit here and be outside of Papa Bear House, maybe Mike Dicker. You can be one of the best Bears coach ever, you know, or as beloved is really what I'm trying to get at. Um, but if you can pull off that, if you had a Super Bowl in Chicago, probably wouldn't be too hard to put him above Dicker in terms of just coaching acumen. Yes, sir. All right. Like, yes, sir. I mean, come on now. Dicker was a special team. Not just a special team coach because of the connectivity they had with all, uh, all the other two phases. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I mean, when you look at Dicker, Buddy Ryan, that was Buddy Ryan's defense. He was left alone. It was a Vic Fangio situation. And Dicker, even though Dicker had control over the offense, Dicker wasn't like some type of offensive master, let alone Dicker had Walter Payton in the backfield except when he was in the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, get him a TD, why don't you? But, like, yeah, come on. I, I mean, look, but, but still, I mean, Dicker did his thing. His, his winning percentage as a Bears head coach. Dicker has to have the highest winning percentage as any Bears head coach, I would think. Yeah, probably. Because how I don't even think it's close. I don't even think it's because I think we did it on Lovey is like at 580, maybe. He's Lovey somewhere there. Um uh Matt Nagy's if he wins or loses, I think the highest he may be able to get is 540. All right. So Dicka is like, I mean, Dicka has to be like 60, close to 70. Um, I mean, they got rid of Dick only had maybe maybe two bad bear years, maybe three, maybe I'm not missing, but the last one, but maybe Dicker didn't have a lot of bad extreme. I'm trying to think the late eighties, those Waddle Harbaugh years. I loved them, but they, they weren't that good. So I could be wrong. They could have had, um, they could have been four lean years under Dicker. It looks like from what I can see on football database, Matt Nagy's at 515, right below Lovey Smith at 560. Patty Driscoll at 580. Mike Ditka at 622. Mm -hmm. Then you got Luke Johnsos at 658. How many games did he coach, though? That's the other thing. So (laughs) anyone above 70 games coached with the Bears? Or I'm sorry, we'll do Matt Nagy at 66. 515, above him would be Lovey Smith at 560. Above him would be Mike Ditka. And actually above him would be George Hallis. What's George, what's George Hallis uh, winning percentage? 71 in 506 games. 
It was it was only like three teams in the league, but uh, <laughs> it was it was the Bears, Green Bay, and the Cardinals, <laughs> the Giants. And that's it. The Giants, <laughs> Morris. It's a Giants. Exactly. That's it. Was all like, come on, oh, come on now. But yeah, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. But for me, um, I'm with you. I'm ready for it. this. Is a problem though. Even with total change, if you don't insert the proper pieces after that, you're still going to repeat the same problems of the past. So I rather do that and repeat the same problems in a way, to be honest with, for, with you, because Ryan Pace still hasn't done enough. It'd be different if one would maybe maybe without Matt Nagy had a winning season or maybe with Nagy had another a real winning season but really if he hit on a couple more of those first rounders like if he made me really like man listen I know the team hasn't done what it's supposed to do on the field but man he he's he is picking some cats then I would and I mean he does that in the later rounds but like hey so did Jerry Angelo you know what I'm saying I mean and I know Jerry Angelo was here for a long time he hasn't had the type of success that Jerry Angelo has had, I believe, within the first seven years of Jerry Angelo's uh, term here at the Bears. So, because oh, think about it, Lovey took him to the Super Bowl in his second seven. season. Yeah, didn't year seven equal a Super Bowl by then for Jerry Angelo? Lovey took him to the Super Bowl in like year two. Because Jerry, what, he had the job around 98, something like that, 99? When did, no, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe he started in 2000, but I mean, either way, you're talking about Super Bowl in 2005, so it's got to be pretty close. He started with the Bears in 2001. I'm sorry. That's about to say. And so he started in 2001. He hired Lovey in 2002, and the Bears were in the Super Bowl about three years later. I think two. I think you're right. Two years. Yeah, so think about that. So you can't even compare Ryan Pace to Jerry. Like now, three years later, you can't even compare Ryan Pace to Jerry Angelo. And Jerry Angelo is not like he was the bee's knees. You know what I'm saying? But I, mean, I like what you're saying, honestly. Like, yeah, you know, I guess Ryan Pace in the first round. What are his last couple? Roquan Smith, Justin Fields, because he hasn't had first rounders. Maybe he's kind of turned a corner. Bring in Sean Payton. You bring in Sean Payton. Now we're kind of talking because I think a big problem that you have with Ryan Pace is he really doesn't have some like they talk about this collaboration. But does Matt Nagy know how to do what he's doing? Yeah. Who's he collaborating with? What what is it? What is your collaborator bringing to the table to help benefit you? And one, in what you do in talent evaluation, but also in what he does is executing it out on the field. And I don't think, and I think that's what you're saying, Matt Nagy's really bringing that much to either or. Now, perhaps, and I could be wrong, there may have been some situations draft-wise where Matt Nagy has really benefited and helped him, and we just don't know about it. Because I'm not just the Matt Nagy. Yeah, I was going to say that. Probably Justin Fields. Um, so you can give Matt Nagy props on that. But as, as a collaboration between the two, outside of their first year together, it has been a failure. Let's just be, let's yeah. be very honest and, with that. And we got to be careful. Like, this is my issue with the Bears. Like, yes, of course, they haven't just done everything wrong at every step of the way. That's not usually what happens. Even bad executives sometimes have good moves. Mm, it's yes. not like it's just one or the other. 
Just because you have a couple good moves doesn't mean you're a good executive and you know what you're doing. But ownership is like, see, look at this move. Look at it. It is amazing. Forget all these bad ones over here. Forget all these <laughs> moves. Like, Oh man, listen, that, that's enough of the bears and the badness. Let's go into something that's a little bit brighter and happier and on, on Madison. And that's the Bulls getting it done, but DeMar's getting a little bit of that hate. All right. They're not they're not indeed Eastern Conference player of the month. Personally. Dude. You know what though? I'm gonna tell you what, it's it's actually a good thing. Get that because hunger. You, 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 we don't want the Bulls and their people are trying to make them the toast of the NBA. I don't want to say the town because they're the toast <laughs> of the town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But they, the people are already trying to make them the, the a Vogue team in the league. And you hear some people having some discussions about, and we we're talking this with Tony about perhaps maybe they're peaking too early. Me and some of the under center guys having this discussion after the show. I don't think so. I still think they got enough time to continue to jail. Are still some questions to be had. Well, they still have some. That, just a gelling moment right there. The teams galvanize a little bit more. Right. And Demar Derozan. I want exact. I want a hungry Demar. I don't want a beloved Demar. I want a, a Demar that's really trying to make Demar. Yeah, I want the. I want him to make the NBA eat some of the crow for basically sending him to San Antonio, which for him was like Siberia, basically. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, hey, I it was Kawhi Leonard, too, and they were winning titles. Right. And as you see, Kawhi got it one to force his way up out of there, right? And so I, I, I think now on the biggest – that's the thing you got to remember, too. This Professionally, this is the biggest stage that DeMar DeRozan has consistently been on. All right, Toronto. And I, met, no, I could be wrong from this point. I don't know with having a country behind you what the viewership is, but it's a country that outside of the last few years that's primarily been in love with hockey. You know, I know Vince Carter started it, you know, with Tracy McGrady, and then you had Kyle Lowry and Chris Bosch and all these guys as far. And then, of course, Kawhi took it over the hump. But it's a hockey country, so I don't know what viewership is compared to regionally and even region worldwide what the Bulls can get. But I do believe this is the largest market, uh, basketball, professionally basketball wise, that he's a platform, I should say, the Bulls that he's played on. So it's it's a real emergence in a way, and I think he's taking taking advantage of it. You know, being back on the East Coast, letting people know, dog, you y'all must have forgot. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 when I was talking to Tony, I was getting on his ass about, and Tony was like, look, I tell everybody, I didn't like it, I didn't want it, and you know, now I do, or whatever. Dude, my, my man is basically the best player on your squad, and your best player on your squad has what seems like no, pro- no problem with him usurping him, which, again, kudos to Mark and Arturis in knowing the type of characters these guys are. You know what I'm saying? That I mean, I, I, today is funny. I was just thinking in my head, making up the discussions that uh, our tears current service and Mark Eversley were having last year with like, you know, who could we pair with Zach? Right. And be like, DeMar, mm, I don't know. And like, man, I'm telling you that they, they like just when they started formulating the type of squad that they were looking for in this this hastened pace that they've 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 done it in. Um, I want this Ryan tomorrow, to be a fly on that wall. 
Oh, exactly. He was like, that's how y'all collaborate? I want to, I, um, listen, oh, we're not collaborating like that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you guys are doing too good. Too, too, too good. Um, I, I think it was great to see him. I saw, make sure you 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 check out um, Drew Stevens from Read We Are Regal Radio. I saw an image that he had posted up of them breaking down the court and DeMar's out to take a free throw since he only hit seven that game. Um, I love it. You know, being a kid from California who idolized Kobe Bryant, who idolized Michael Jordan, it's cool to see the mid-range game. It's cool, especially just how silly the NBA is. Listen, I'm not against three-point shooting. I mean, it's just against people consistently not taking open shots to get a three-point shot or a, a, a team on a fast break that descends to, 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 to toss away the fast break and to, to come back out and to take the three-point shot, especially if your name's not Steph Curry or Clay when Clay gets back, right. you know, like. That's one of the few. There are some other teams, but really primarily that's that that's who can play like that. The rest of y'all, y'all need to get back to fundamental basketball, but also take advantage of the three point shot and take advantage of the fact that these players of this generation can shoot so well. You have it's a part of the NBA and should be a part of the NBA, but consistently going for threes instead of twos, unless you are one team, really, it's really not going to work as far as you're trying to win a championship. You may be able to make it into the playoffs, but if you don't have Steph or Claire in your team, your ass is going to be out the playoffs sooner or later. You have to Prove, prove me wrong then. All right. Like, show me the team. Only team that can, and, and it still you wasn't shooting threes. The, like, the Rockets win with Daryl Morey in the threes. Exactly. Or you, now you could look at the Spurs becoming a more of a three point team during as, as, the way that Greg Popovich always has changed that team around to fit what the players on the team could do, but also what the, the league is allowing. And then you can benefit still from Tony Parker ruling that mid range. Exactly. Going so, but, to, and you still didn't have them in situations where it was just obvious. You should have just taken the two and it, consistently obvious. Dude, why didn't you take that layup? Why did you bring this ball all the way back out here to take this three point shot and clunk it off the damn rim? That's where, Watching, especially when it's going back and forth in today's NBA is when it's like, dude, it's been you guys have went up and down the court five times and nobody has. There's only been one shot that's been made. Like, come on now. People are paying for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. But anyway, getting all the way back to DeMar, I want to I'm happy DeMar didn't get player of the month. Keep needling them. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep keep yep, on needling, him. needling the team, too, while it's needling right. him. And my last part on this, if DeMar DeRozan was playing for another team and doing this, like and the team that was putting him back out there, back, I, I was rooting for him in San Antonio. I would be rooting for him now. Of course, he's on my team, so I'm going to root for him even more. Um, but I would still be rooting for him because I always like DeMar DeRozan being someone that talked about just having uh, uh, issues that, you know, having to deal with and seek counsel and things of that nature or whatever and being open, but also being a dog. Like, you, there's so many players at this point in his career. Just a jumper after he won the dunk contest, and he right. is so much more than that. Like you said, the dog that he's got, the dog, the dude, the, grind. the dog, the I, the basketball IQ that is ridiculous, and only assisted by having Pop um, become his head coach. Like it, it's so I love it so much. Like he'll hit a tough shot, fall on the ground, and the entire bench is just losing it, losing it. Like, it's like high school. This is the first time I've seen this dude go off or something like that. And he just gives that little smirk, that little wink, like, yeah, that's how it works, boy. Right. I mean, because if you got to think about it, too, with this team, 
how many of these players have been on the team that has a record like this? Only one I can think of, and I could be wrong. What Demar and, and Caruso? Yeah, Demar and Caruso are the only guys that have, I would think, have had records around around Maybe when the Bulls. Lonzo for like this long when LeBron and his crew were good for a minute. Maybe, 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 maybe. And I don't even know if they're reaching. <laughs> right. So you you also have where you have players that have been living, even if it's briefly, in NBA hell after being in college briefly, but AAU teams in high school where all they did was win. I mean, dog, Zach ain't won in forever. And he he didn't win nothing at UCLA. I mean, just think about the last time Zach Levine was winning basketball games that matter consistently, high school, all right, and sitting there busting his butt dragging his team all around with him, having to try to score and facilitate. You know what I'm saying? And now you finally got some help. You know, I bet he is like, man, go ahead, take that ball. Right? Like now you, Kobe White, all right, sitting here in his third season, right? And finally now you've been up a little ups and downs. It didn't start you really your first year. Then the pandemic happened. Then the shoulder happened this year. Now you out here and they winning. Ayo. Didn't even have to go through sucking, like, you know, like NBA. Have a, so he's just continuing to do what he did in college last year. Right. Bringing that on into the pros. Like, I mean, just I mean, just think about the joy. There's nothing like there's nothing like being in, in, in school. Right. All right. I mean, because I didn't play professional sports. So I'm going to use this. I, I could use playing sports, but I don't even want to use that. I'm going to give you a better one because it's only happened like. Maybe three to four years from grade school to high school. You ever had a year, man, where and it didn't have to be the whole year, but it was a long period of time. You look forward to going to school the next day. You was like, I can't wait. And I mean, like, that's how fun it was. Like, I can't. It's on. Right. It's, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be so on. It's going to be so like that's where they're at. It's on, dude. First of all, bring it. Any, and this was, of course, even the school. It's like anybody that wants it, bring it, right? But on top of that, we're enjoying ourselves. It's like so to see that and to be in this, this city like this that's been starved of winning basketball since Derrick Rose was healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be honest. Since Derrick – okay, since Derrick Rose hit the three and then LeBron hit the three after that in Cleveland, basically. But still, even then, that was our last chance. But we knew it was kind of like, this is a real chance. Yeah. chance. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But Especially it's when Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose didn't feel like closing that series out. Right. I mean, going from having your own Chicago-born dude be MVP and then blowing his knee out in the first playoff game – and in a in a way, feeling like man, this may never be the same, and it was never the same. Never. I mean, they, listen, there's I don't even think about this. They're in it's selfish of me. That's Chicago Bulls basketball for some people. Derrick Rose being Penny Hardaway, right? And now, right, like that's I remember Jordan, but that was like the first time I could really immerse myself in an NBA team and like really break it down analytically and really like understand what I'm looking at. Jordan, it was just like, you're looking at Jordan. Yeah, this looks fun. Right. I mean, the same way that's similar to me and Walter Payton. I would have loved to have been a teenager when Walter Payton was playing. Or I I still want to be as young as I am now because that would make me older. Yeah. I wish Walter Payton was a little younger <laughs> so that I could have 
I know. I still blame Jordan to this day for being 10 years older. Right? And for for my guy, Jared and Brittany. But I I mean, just like, I didn't get to really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So I wish it was like, because, I mean, he still was dope when I was a, a small kid. But yeah, like I grew up watching Michael Jordan lose to the Pistons. That's the first time I started watching basketball was Pistons playoff. Not even much regular season. I've been to a Bulls game, but Pistons lose beating the Bulls and I cried. That's when I started falling in love with basketball. And then I saw the Bulls dominate for a decade, basically. So that's I've at least gotten that Yankee dynasty in my Bulls recollection that uh, unfortunately all some people have is having this great point guard who looked like the next generation, the leader of the next generation blow out his knee and and, that, and it'd be different even compared to like Penny Hardaway. Also when Shaq left, they was never going to win the title. I mean, but Derek was on the precipice of winning a title. Listen, if LeBron cheating ass didn't go to Miami. <laughs> well, if one of those MFers didn't go to Miami. If Jeff, listen, because Bulls, don't look, Bulls made a beat, maybe not, Bulls made a beat the Mavs. I'll give you one reason. Because the Mavs was amped to go at what happened to them against Miami. So that was a Dirk was Dirk has so much vengeance in his heart. <laughs> Dirk has so much you hate know. in his heart. You know he did. So Especially when he sees D Wade on the other side, the oh, main reason why I don't have a title right now. Listen, let alone see him on a free throw line. I bet his mouth just started foaming like sons of bitches, right? Like, so you don't have that Dirk, that Dirk, with that angst towards that Bulls team, but they would have had a chance. That's what I'm trying to say. The Bulls, if the Bulls get past Nick, because listen, tell me, and you could be like, man, what the Bulls would have done about Dirk? They would have put Joe on his ass, all right? And they would have. And Dirk would have got off somewhat. Joe would have got, but I'm going to tell you this. And guess what? what? He would have got Gibson right afterwards. Right, right. But the, what the hell would that Mavericks team have done to Derek, no, stop Derek Rose? Put JJ Perega on him? Get out. (laughs) What? Jason Kidd at 37? (laughs) That's what I'm about to say. Like, what in the. Derrick Rose would have asked about 35 on their ass. (laughs) He might put on another D Wade performance. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn, we're over an hour. All right. So, all right, Ryan B. Ski, man. It's about that time for you to go up for grabs. Ryan B. Ski, what do you have for me? Well, I know where your heart is when it comes to college football. And it's not Georgia. Man, is that Alabama roll tie going to roll on Georgia? Georgia, Georgia. (laughs) Playing for the Masters, and I'm just like, ooh, baby. Listen, um, I don't know, to be honest with you. You would assume from what happened in the SEC championship game that you would get the same results. I always poo-poo on Kirby Smart for doing Justin Fields the way he did. All right. To me, and I'm not even really, it's not even a Justin Fields point. It's actually me looking at how Nick Saban used to be at Alabama and being frustrated that he didn't have a dual threat quarterback. Um, Forget, don't y'all remember when Nick Saban was trying to institute out the spread offense and uh, hurried offenses because Uh, his uh, sports. Roy and Mark Ingram. Exactly. 
his forte was structure and defense. All right. He didn't want to leave all that, 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 that to chance as far as having a dual threat quarterback. He wanted it to be a structure and it's easy for him to control and finally realize he cannot do that with how college offenses were playing unless he yeah, got he down. Saw, uh, Deshaun Watson beat his ass. He's right. like, I need one of those. Right. Unless he got down and dirty and got with it. All right. And that's, that's my angst with Kirby that he's still where old Saban was and clearly in the SEC by now he should know he should not be there you need not to say he has to be a dual threat but if he's not a dual threat he better be the greatest statuesque quarterback right. ever right. you can't come you right. give me Jake right. pop gun arm from and tell me we can't do nah, we can't do like no you're okay play yourself if you want to so getting back to this I think George I mean I think Alabama wins I don't know if I think it's going to be the blowout that it was in the SEC championship game, it does seem like when it comes to the thing is funny when it comes to the pace of play that Alabama used, which they said he didn't like in, the, in before, but also not allowing Georgia to substitute because they're not substituting and they can they can come out of different packages with the same with same the similar players on the team with the same players on the team and run different sets is what I'm trying to say. Um, how's Georgia really going to adapt to that? And I, I don't think they can. I think they can make some changes, but that's asking a lot, especially when they 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 um they 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 floused. I mean, they um pantsed you, you know what I'm saying? Like they they pantsed you so hard. I can't see you making that leap, but I will give Kirby a chance because, I mean, he still has the best defense in the country. Like, I think that's the part we people keep forgetting. Like, oh, yeah, dude, that the, listen, I, Alabama through and through and next year come holler at me. Defense-wise, Alabama is not even on the same field as the Georgia is this season. You know, it's just offensively, can Georgia they keep can't it going? Enough big plays, right? That's just I'm what it comes down to. Yeah, not enough explosivity. I would have liked to see Michigan in this, and they would have lost. I, to me, I would have enjoyed seeing Cincinnati versus Georgia because I feel like Cincinnati's quarterback would have given Georgia a, a more of a risk. I think Georgia still would have won. But I think when you look at the limitations of Michigan, that going up against that Georgia defense, because that, that Michigan team couldn't do, can't do what Alabama can do. You know what I'm saying? So I would have liked to, them to flop that to see, because Cincinnati, the score doesn't tell it, but Cincinnati, they was playing Bama for, I mean, for a Cincinnati team, but the, Cincinnati deserved to be there. I didn't necessarily know that they deserved to be there, but watching that game, I was like, yeah, they they, they deserve to be in this because it was a lot of it was a lot of um, three and outs that you wouldn't expect, even though the score they they was they was they were stopping Alabama a decent amount. So I would have enjoyed seeing that, but yeah, I, I definitely have Bama winning again. I hate seeing, and this is my team. And it'll be different. I guess if you asked me this five years ago, like when Georgia, when uh, when when, when Tua Tungavalea came in for Jalen Hurts and Alabama had lost to Georgia in that SEC championship game, I was I wanted Alabama because we were still. I mean, we, we probably had five titles in, but we were still. It was at the thirst. But now I'm kind of to the point where it's like it's okay if Alabama isn't in it, and it gives those players a chance to build up a hunger. But I'm and I was right a couple years ago. But now they don't even need that. Like this, Alabama is still in the national championship. For I'm saying for Alabama standards. They're still. This is not a year they're supposed to win the national championship. <laughs> like it's not. They do you don't go look at what they lost to the NFL last year. All right, go Mac Jones. Mac Jones, who should have been the Heisman winner. All right, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Waddle, 
um, um, what's his name? Son at quarterback, cornerback. Yeah, certain the second. I mean, dude, if you look at the offensive line and the defense, if you look at what they lost last year, oh my goodness, not a chance they should be in here, but it's mammon. So yeah, roll tide, roll tide all day. Um, you know, I'm gonna watch it, but um, and listen, if they lose, we we winning again next year. Worst part is they're gonna win it next year. That's the worst. That's the worst part. part they're they're gonna gonna win this year, and then they're gonna win it next year. Right. If Bryce Young is healthy, and think about these kids that are getting these reps now that are going to be vets next year. That defense is going to be probably a lot closer to a, a Nick Saban defense next season. Ugh. I love it. I love it. I love how like every college fan, the true blood that like loves it over the NFL. They gotta hate Bama because it just <laughs> ruins this whole narrative that oh, if you try hard, everyone's playing. It's like yeah, okay, give me the talent, just like the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. All right, Ryan, let's go to the NFL playoffs, man. Break down these scenarios for me that you got. We've got some playoff scenarios. I'm curious who you think is going to be in or not. So just kind of doing a quick run through. We've got Steelers at the Ravens. Not Mm -hmm. much happening in this matchup other than the loser is completely eliminated while the winner still has a shot. Then you got all the other rivalry games. Colts at Jaguars. Colts just need to lose that one to have some kind of chaos happen, but most likely they won't, and they'll be a playoff team. You got the Titans at the Texans. Why is that big? Well, if the Titans lose, they can lose the number one seed. The Chiefs and the Bengals have a shot, but remember the Bengals are sitting Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. You got the Jets at the Bills. Why is that one big? Well, if the Bills lose, that opens the door for the Patriots to win the division and not be a wild card. Then you've got, of course, in the NFC, the Cowboys could still move up to the NFC's number two or three, depending on beating the Eagles and what happens to the Buccaneers. The Cardinals are still alive for an NFC West title with a win over Seattle. The Buccaneers, as I said, can end up as a two, three or four, depending on what happens in their game and what happens with the Cardinals and what happens with those Cowboys. But the Sunday night game, that's the big one. If everything happens as expected, where the Colts win, the Chargers and the Raiders would play, winner going to the playoffs and the loser going home. So who do you Let's think? Let's start with that one. Um, you know what? That's an interesting one. Um, the Chargers aren't the team that we expected them to be this year. And that's after moving off of their head coach um, and bringing in a new head coach and thinking that it was going to remedy everything. Um, partially, I, I'm root for the Chargers. I, I'm, I'm falling in love. I'm not love yet, but I, I can fall in love with Justin Herbert. Let me say that. Like, I have feelings. Um, and Slater from uh, Northwestern has performed excellent. Um, you look at everybody who would have took in Pennsylvania. Well, um, Slater's uh, showing that you know what I was the dude. Perhaps I was the dude you were supposed to take. Um, as far as people said, I was undersized to left tackle. Would well, look at me now. Right. Um, but I'll say this. The Raiders have had a crazy ass year, and going from um, what, what, wait, what? Ha- going from the to, to, dog. Speaking of again, I I forgot talking about Bama guys. I forgot about uh, Rugs. Rugs. I forgot Henry Rugs. So, um, going from the Henry Rugs killing that lady by being out there drinking and driving and ruining his life, but more importantly, killing that damn lady, which is just foul, all right? 
going from that unnecessary just 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 it's unnecessary like a, in general we just don't appreciate life as is a world to be honest with you is a world people can give you lip surface but we do we if you really cherish life a lot of the stuff that takes place nowadays would not be taking taking place that's a conversation for another day um then john gruden's racist homophobic uh sexist emails being dropped um, the, like it was like two other things after that, wasn't it? Like I feel like it's it hasn't just. There's been a couple more issues. Um, I forget who the interim coach has been. Has done a terrific job. Um, so I want to go for the Raiders, right? But then I think you know what? <laughs> like, like they didn't know who John Gruden was. Hold on, so bring that, bring that, bring that ass back in, right? So it's like, nah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers, baby. Like, so I'm I'm rooting for the Chargers. Um, I, I listen, I, the Raiders, man, they've been playing. They've been one of those teams that you can't trust. And I mean that in a good, bad way. Like you could count them out. And it's funny from uh, from Sean and Maya, Maya and Akai, me have had some interesting text message battles about the, her love for the Raiders being her side boo. Uh, Maya, you got your team. Your team made it this far, Maya. So I got to give you your props because it, it looked like they weren't going to get to this far. So I'll give you some props on that, Maya. Um, so I'm going to take them out. Steelers and Ravens. This is interesting. Now, at the beginning of the year, we all marveled. Now, it's, Lamar Jackson still ain't back, right? Huntley still is the quarterback out there? As far as I know, he obviously Lamar didn't play last week. I haven't heard anything about him being cleared to potentially play this week. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, since there's some playoff hopes, they'll go for it. But maybe there's a chance they just say, you know, Lamar, let, get that offseason. Yeah, get right. Especially with just the injuries that took place at the beginning of the year. I they forgot. don't control their destiny whatsoever. You could win by 50 points, and if the Colts win, you're basically done. So that's for Steelers and the Ravens. Neither one control their destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's funny. Now we can go back to the John Gruden situation. This. So now you have the Steelers and their second historic quarterback. His, his tenure's coming to an end, right? And I can say, you know, at a guy that came in with Philip Rivers and Eli Manning and those guys have retired, you know, and how rugged Ben was, you want to see him, you know, sail off into the sunset. But then you think about Georgia and bathrooms. And it's like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not forgetting what that. Bring that, yeah. <laughs> bring that ass back. Bring that, bring that ass back. So it's like, sc- screw that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go, but I really don't care which one of those teams win if Lamar was healthy. It's funny, though. When we had uh, the gentleman on for the Steelers early this year, one of the key things that I asked him about was Huntley in the preseason, watching how he was getting down. Now, he hasn't necessarily been getting down like that during this whole duration that he has been in for Lamar Jackson, but he's had a game or two um, as a guy that some teams, maybe as a backup or something, or just as somebody to kind of look at um, as uh, – um, um, what am I trying to say? Um, as a prospect, a look at it as a prospect, you might want to bring in. So um, I, I, with that one, I really don't care, but I'll go Ravens. Colts and Jags. Because um, we, we have an – you say, yeah, I'm going with the Colts. I'm going – were you saying Jags? No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm going Chris Ballard. Um, I'm going Frank Wright. Um, I'm going Stewart. I'm going, I'm going with the – Colts have – Weathered the storm this year. Think about how injured they were with uh, Nelson and Carson Wentz with foot injuries at the beginning of the and year. Looking like they're unvaccinated, Carson Wentz. How much of a gamble that was for them? All year. Right, 
Right. So I, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Um, the Texans. Now, this is why I, I didn't want the Texans and the the, the, te- the Texans versus the Titans. And if the Titans I'm lose, the Chiefs Bengals, dude. Who, first of all, Mike Grable, who are you, sir? How you were supposed to die? And I mean that not in that real sense, but after you're supposed to die after Derrick no, Henry left. Yes, and you don't. You got the number one seed in the AFC. Like, first of all, I think. Doesn't this man get coach of the year? All right, like Where's the same year that Matt Nagy was as well. But like, dude, so like for the fact that Mike Grable has his team at the top of the AFC after the really Julio being hurt and AJ Brown either being hurt or COVID, and then Derek Henry going well, out defensive injuries too. Like right. Bud Dupree, their big free agent, barely played this year. Right, and got to an altercation I saw this past weekend. Um, but that, listen, hats off to the, the Tennessee Titans and Mike Grable. For, oh, yeah, they uh, lost their offensive coordinator for this year. Had yeah. a brand new- right, and so just hats off, man. That that That's a job. That's an excellent job job right there. Like that, it, listen, we wrote your ass off. All right? Uh, we, we, I mean, you, I don't know how they beat the 49ers this last matchup that they had. Like, they just find ways to win. It's insane. You know what, they you know lost the Ravens, and they found a way to win that one too. But you know one thing that I, I thought about, and I initially thought about it when Derrick Henry got hurt. Well, maybe a, a game or two after. Teams that are run teams, as long as the running back has some dog in the replacement has some dog in them, you may not get the production that you got out of that super stud, but your team is used to grinding it and running the ball. So just just muscle memory, that's what they do. So all you needed was a, a guy to get behind them and to continue to do it. And maybe not to the extent that Derrick Henry can do it, but that's all you need. Off Ryan Tannehill on the defense. Just enough. Yeah, so shout out, definitely shout out to them. Uh, the Bills versus the Jets. Um, you know what? I it'd be cool for the Bills to maybe get the AFC East because I don't see them getting that bad. They may get it out of the next four years, one more year, right? I, and I don't even. I'm not giving all those to New England. It's a chance that maybe Miami may get one yeah, of those yeah. too. Kind of figured it out this year, right? So, but. To know that New England is basically back, all right? Like, think about, especially if Josh McDaniels doesn't leave, but regardless if he does, Bill Belichick is still going to keep that offense going and make sure Mac Jones progress. Man, think about Mac Jones in two years, all right? Like, just okie-dokie. Who knows with those Jets, I guess, right? If Zach Wilson's real and you put enough pieces around him, the Jets could be right on the doorstep. No, 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 we're not doing that. Uh, we're not doing that. You, it's not It's not on him as much as that organization. You know, like, they have to really prove that, I mean, it, it, it's worse than the Bears, right? And, and Listen, their organization that is... The AFC East could be a real quarterback, just wow. Right, right. but listen, the Jets... Are in Lions Land. Oh yeah. All right. So that, and I wish them. No, I wish them no, no better. You know what I'm saying? They haven't done anything to make me wish them any better. So I wish them no better. The ownership sucks. So I bump them as far as I care. Now you have the Cowboys with the chance uh, to get the two or three seed if they beat the Eagles and they need help. Um, you know what? I'm disappointed in the Cowboys to be honest with you. I don't know what happened. I, I also say think this too. We haven't talked about this. 
maybe we should pause on the acceleration for uh, Kellen Moore to become a head coach in the NFL because I do think that it falls on the players, but he's supposed to be able to figure out how to get that offense going back to the way it was at the beginning of the season. And it, 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 I mean, they still have all that talent. I know Gallup went out this yeah. weekend, but they, I mean, dude, they have a they have too much talent for that offense to be stagnant again. And, and you're playing in the NFC East. Like that, so I, I I would, and I mean, usually I'm not a Cowboys uh, uh, lover, but I I mean I I love I did love the triplets and Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and Troy Aikman, um, and I just don't like the America's team, and I I do sometimes love Jerry Jones, except when he didn't want to step out and say anything during last summer when it was getting hot in the streets. Um, but I don't believe in the Cowboys to being able to turn it back on this year. And I mean, they have the weapons. You look at Michael, you look at how just what Michael Parsons and Dan Quinn have done for that defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I just feel like what you're saying is totally right. Like they have some stuff, they got some good stuff, but when you go against the Bucks, when you go against the Packers, when you go against the NFC elite, I think they're going to look pretty short of those right. teams. Right. So, I mean, I don't I don't believe in them now. You know what I'm saying? If they got hot again, to be honest, if they got hot again, it would be cool because it would be a great storyline as far as damn. That's first- got to be everything, right? Because yeah, I don't that's, 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 that oh, yeah. defense whatsoever. Like maybe Parsons goes off a couple mm-hmm. games or something like that. Great. But Lawrence goes that's off. That's yeah. man's defense right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't trust the Cowboys to me. Their season's over. Um, listen, at the beginning of the year, it looked like, man, maybe this could be one of those years that they could be a wild card upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm like, you can't like it's all the equity they built up this year is gone to a certain degree. You now it's still because you've seen it and you know they can do it. And you also saw offensively what they did with Zach when he was healthy before getting the compound fracture last season. But j- now he's been back enough weeks that it, it hasn't kicked back up that you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And again, it could happen, but I doubt it happened. It's going, I doubt it's going to happen, I should say. All right. Now you got so the Bucks. Packers hosting the Bucks, one versus two seed. Is that how it's going down? Yeah, in Green Bay. Let's do it, Tom. Two years in a row, baby. We got this. No, he does not, unfortunately, because he doesn't have the whip this year. And that's what makes the Antonio Brown thing so much worse. I need you and everybody else to say that. It says when that's happening, that's when Tom wins. So I need that. I need you to that exact quote right uh, before that. I NFC don't want to. Championship I don't want to take away from the greatness of Tom Brady. But that team last year was loaded. All right, particularly on offense. And you look at those chips against Tom. Keep doing people, it, baby. People, people talked about Leonard Fournette not being a pass catcher. Look at what he was doing this year. All right, look at how important Leonard Fournette was to that offense. You know Chris Godwin is the type of receiver that Brady vibes with. I've been on here telling y'all I kicked myself for drafting Mike Evans knowing him and Brady have never meshed, right? Not a knock on either one of them. Sometimes it's just they don't see this game the same way. You know what I'm saying? But Godwin's out, all right? Evans is hurt. You know what I'm saying? Gronk isn't all the way back. And Antonio Brown's going to do that? Being you know Brady needs that quick receiver that can come in and out of breaks and play X, Y, then play the slot? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Y, Z and play – like, for for that's what makes – that – that on top of that, you – 
this man sticking his neck out for you, even though did he, I don't even know if he really stuck his neck out because what was people going to do? They He got away with bringing you on his team when he shouldn't have done that. Right. So I don't even know if it's sticking out when nobody's going to do nobody's going to really be on him if it fails or if it doesn't. But he did it for you and you played him. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that he wasn't doing it for selfish reasons. All right. He was doing it out the goodness of his kindness of his heart. Well, he's doing it for selfish reason. But then you played him like this and they still haven't released his ass yet. Um, But we will see. Still got time. That NFC championship. Let's go. So uh, look. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And the great thing is the parity is up so much in the NFL that That's really. Down. Yeah, you can't. Listen, Packers can get knocked. It's, Packers can have a bad game and get knocked out. Don't even That's get it twisted. Cam Akers uh, expected to play for the Rams. Maybe they get their running back back. Yeah, okay. We'll see. All right. Well, we always appreciate it. I hope everyone's new year is moving in a positive direction. Uh, Ryan, I'm happy that you're doing better after contracting COVID. Um, please stop kissing all those women in the mouth like that. Um, I know it's my grandma. You're kissing those dirty girls in the mouth. <laughs> no, grandma. A man likes what a man likes. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we always appreciate it. Uh, we'll definitely be back uh, at the beginning of the week. I'm going to try to get out a couple more shows moving forward. Um, Please stay positive and take care of yourself and don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again.